just hugely grateful really to Maryland as a state, Fairhill and the organising committee. It's a very brave move to put a five star on in these times that we're in and I just wanted to show my huge support for them. It would have of course been a lot easier for us just to nip across to France but at the same time when you when you put a five star on you need the 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 good competitors to come and support you and that's why we're here we want to support Maryland and we want to make it a great event. Welcome to the Practical Horseman podcast featuring conversations with respected riders, industry leaders and horse care experts. The show is co-hosted by Practical Horseman editors and our goal is to inform, educate and inspire. I'm Julia Murphy, and in this week's episode, we hear from riders who competed at the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill. Only the second five star in the United States, top-level eventers from around the world flocked to Elkton, Maryland in October to try their hand at the brand new three-day event. Myself and my colleague, Sandy Olenek, were lucky enough to be at the event, and we talked to several of the five-star competitors after each phase of competition. They shared their opinions on the challenge of the day, as well as how their horses performed. Along with their thoughts on dressage, eventing, and show jumping, riders also gave their impressions of the state-of-the-art facility, Ian Stark's daunting cross-country course, the feeling of the atmosphere at the Maryland Five Star, and more. As a side note, you may hear some unfamiliar voices asking questions to the riders in this podcast. That's because Sandy and I were standing in the mixed media zone, so there were several other reporters there. Now, before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this week's episode, Farnham, and share their message. Farnham, devoted to your equine family for 75 years and running. Farnham makes everything you need to keep your horse looking and feeling his best, from head to hoof, inside and out. Everything from fly control, supplements and dewormers, to grooming supplies and leather care. Farnham is showing their appreciation with a very special 75th anniversary giveaway. Visit www.farnham.com 75 giveaway for a chance to win a custom special edition Farnham 75th anniversary John Deere Gator. This gator is gorgeous, and it's filled with $1,000 worth of Farnham horse care products. Somebody's going to win all of this, so it might as well be you. Farnham, your partner in horse care. Now, let's dive into the podcast. First, you'll hear from Oliver Townend, who held the lead in the five-star through dressage and eventing, and finished second overall after show jumping. He shares his thoughts on his dressage test aboard Cooley Masterclass. So what do you think of your test out there tonight? It was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously an older horse and he's got a lot of experience and he's 16 years old now, but it's very rare a 16-year-old gets better, but he's definitely, definitely improving as the years go on. He's had, obviously, a quiet couple of seasons with corona and Seven whatnot, years. so, um, yeah, couldn't be happier with him. And oh, I was going to say, have you been out on course yet? What do you think? What do you think of it out there? Have you walked it? Yeah, I've been out on course. Um, I don't want to say too much. Ian Stark's a very big hero of mine as a kid, and he was a brave rider, and he's certainly proving to be a brave cross-country course designer. Um, the fences would be all fine to a certain extent, but the terrain is the big thing. Plus the fences, plus the time, plus the pressure of a five-star. So. It's not going to be straightforward. Not everybody will um, make it to the finish, but it's going to be a very exciting track to watch. And at the end of the day, this is a five-star, and that's what it should be like. What made you decide to come over to do this five-star? 
just hugely grateful really to Maryland as a state, Fairhill and the organising committee. It's a very brave move to put a five star on in these times that we're in and I just wanted to show my huge support for them. It would have of course been a lot easier for us just to nip across to France but at the same time when you when you put a five star on you need the 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 good competitors to come and support you and that's why we're here we want to support Maryland and we want to make it a great event. Do you think this is a course that will suit this particular horse? I'm not sure what particular what sort of horse <laughs> the course will suit it's it's there's nothing against the fences there's nothing against the design it's you know a fair test but the bottom line is it's a it's a fair test on incredible undulations and nobody knows how the horses will handle that. Now you'll hear from Jenny Brannigan, who had an excellent dressage test despite a giant bug landing on Stella Artois' ear in the middle of their test. All right, Jenny, well, you just had an incredible test on Stella Artois. Can you just uh, tell us a little bit about how that went? Um, I felt like it was definitely the best test I've done on her. There was a bug on her ear in the walk, and I was like, I don't know whether to get this giant bug or let it be. <laughs> but um, she was a good girl. I thought two of my changes weren't very through, but like overall, the quality of the work is so much better, and to be like up with like or off cool playing Carlebo is, is like a, definitely a step in the right direction. And I think that trip to Bucalo is really good for my confidence and looking forward to, I know this isn't gonna be a dressage show from, sure. what, from what it looks like, so, but I'm really pleased. Lynn Szymanski spoke to us next and she commented on the atmosphere at the Maryland Five Star as well as her test of what RF cool play and what she expects on cross country. That was awesome, huh? Yeah, he was a good yeah. boy, he was good. I think he definitely, we both left some marks on the table, but um, it's pretty nervous here. It's a lot of atmosphere for them. You know, it's not maybe the biggest crowds they've ever seen, but it has that feel almost like Burley where the crowds are very close. And so you get more people at uh, Kentucky, but this actually feels a lot more electric for a lot of the horses. So, um, you know, all things considering, and his first, that was his first five-star test he's done. I was pretty proud of him. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about how you've produced him. Like, what made you choose this event as his debut? And, you know, he went yeah. to Lima with you, obviously. Yeah, we've had just, um, just you know, some weird bad luck this year. The plan was to go to the five-star at Kentucky this spring. And we got a little, we had a very long, long, long abscess. So we were a little behind there. Um, and then needed a little time this summer just for stomach and so you know it hasn't been the most ideal lead up but we've been trying to get him to this level for a bit um you know we'll have a few more walks around and try and make a plan for him but um you know it it's, looks like a fantastic course to go give it a crack I mean it's big and attacking and I think Ian said it best in our briefing which was something like don't pussyfoot around out there <laughs> not kidding that was a, a polite way of saying it <laughs> how do you feel like the course will suit him yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Um, he usually is better having some time to settle into it. I think you have a few jumps to really get out there and just get started. The middle of the track just feels like it really comes at you um, as you go back into the sawmill field and go into that main Maryland water in the loop where you do the open oxer to the corner and that bank down to the cabins. I know that has a lot of people talking. Um, it is relentless and it's a real... I mean, of course, any five-star, even if it was going downhill, would be a fitness test. Uh, but somehow Ian managed to use all uphill climbs, even going this way and that way. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he's a little light on his prep work, so I think we'll have to make a plan for what suits him. But 
mean, this is the type of track you look for as a, you know, a, a five-star horse and rider combination to go out and attack. That's the only way to get it done. And what does it mean to have a fall five-star here in the States? Yeah, we've been after that for a really, really long time. Um, you know, and then you finally felt like it was going to happen and COVID happened and then there was delays. And I, I just, um, it's pretty special. And I don't, it, it, you almost pinch yourself a little walking around that you don't, you know you're at a five-star, but it doesn't quite feel like it because you're so used to coming to Fair Hill in the fall. So it has a very different feel that takes a little bit to really sink in for us at this inaugural one. Can you just talk a little bit about your horse, what he's like? Yeah. Like ride at the barn? Yeah, he's a sweet, he's one of the sweetest horses I've ever had. Like a real, real genuine sweetheart and trier. He's a huge trier, too much of a trier sometimes. Um, and he has a lot of internal nerves. He's a big big huge horse I don't think you really realize it until you actually get up to him in the barn how big he is um tall and just there's a lot of moving parts in a lot of different directions and um maybe the not the most orthodox jumping style um but he has a ton of heart and a ton of try and he's brave and you know it's just trying to figure out how to make the job easy for him when he goes out there so you know he's not too hard on himself because you don't want to get to the beginning of that course having to make hard work for it because it's a long long way home Next, Philip Dutton spoke about what the addition of a second five-star in the U.S. means for the sport. What does it mean to have a fall five-star here in the States? I think it's, uh, it's going to be incredible for our sport. So, you know, I think that gives everybody that extra ambition, that extra goal to, to get to this. And I think it's going to be good for our country. I think it's also good for the world. I mean, um, you know, to have a little bit more of a choice than we do at the moment is going to set it up and I think if this runs well like I expect it will that uh, the entries will be double next year. Next you'll hear from Boyd Martin the overall winner of the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill. Martin and his 15 year old Anglo-European mare on cue secured the first CCI Five Star long win on American soil for the United States in 13 years. Isn't that especially fitting for the event's first year? You've been doing some work in that dressage there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, it's always a work in progress. So uh, no, I was really happy with it. You know, it wasn't a fault-free test, but uh, you know, under pressure in the big ring and a you know tough test. And it's just awesome once the horses get a bit older because they're just so experienced and understand all the movements. So it's uh, yeah, it's thrilled to be riding her. She's uh, everything you dream of dream of in a horse. So. You've ridden in so many arenas around the world. What does this arena feel like when you win? What kind of a character does it have? It's a bit different. I'd, I'd relate it to uh, Burley and Poe a bit. You know, like it's everything feels pretty close where Kentucky, like you feel like everyone's above you. Um, you know, they get nervous in there and tight and, you know, that's hard to really go for it when they're a little bit on edge like that. But uh, it's a great ring. It's beautiful footing. Uh, fantastic setup with the spectators, big screen. Uh, it's it's big time. How does the course look to you? Uh, it looks horrendously difficult. Um, <laughs> long, grueling, technical, uh, everything that a five star should be. Uh, so I think tomorrow is going to be a, a under, you know really exciting day of competition and. Uh, I think even the best horse and the best rider could slip up somewhere, so it's uh, it, it's it's going to really determine the competition. So it's you know not need, no need to get too wound up about the dressage schools today. Is there anything particular out there you think is going to be quite influential? 
uh, I think yeah, a rider that's pushing pushing themselves to make the time. I think it makes it twice as hard. So um, you know, there's a big difference between getting around and trying to win it. And, uh, you know, going fast, you've got to sort of monitor to see how your horse is feeling and not use it up too much and make sure you've got plenty left in the last mile or so. But you'll be trying to win it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of... Winning is, is always the goal, but then it's sort of you're up against the, the course, if you know what I mean. That's the competition as well. So it's a matter of sitting back. <laughs> I've got the luxury of watching a lot of horses go before me and see how the fences are riding and see about where you need to be on the course at what time and um, try and feel what, how she's going between the jumps and you know, I think every horse is going to be tired and there's, every rider is going to have a moment where their heart stops and they just, just make it and uh, you just got to be prepared for that. We also spoke with Harry Mead who touched on the specialness of competing at the five-star level. What made you decide to come over here for this five-star? Um, really for me, the only, I mean, I love, I love the sport. I was born into it. I love competing. I love horses, but I love the top level. And it's all about the five stars. And when Burley wasn't going to happen, for me, it was a no-brainer to come here. You know, we were lucky in the UK. They put on Bicton, which is a one-off stand-in five-star, but it's not the same as a proper permanent five-star. Although this is the inaugural year, it's very much, you walk around here and it gives you goosebumps. And I love competing in the States. You know, it's, for me as well, it's part of life's an adventure and go for it. Yeah, I, amazing if we do well this week. But if it doesn't, we've had a great time, loved it, uh, really fun. Something we didn't do last year, may not do again for a couple of years, and we're enjoying every second of it. And wrapping up our post dressage interviews, you'll hear from penultimate third place winner, Tim Price, and hear his thoughts ahead of cross country. What do you think of the course? Uh, yeah, it's very meaty. It's, uh, it starts out, it sort of lulls you into a false sense of security, so the first eight or nine fences are a little bit smaller profile and uh, not too demanding on distances or technicality and then it starts to really light up, I think up the top sort of number 15, the water and uh, coming down to that little corner over that small ditch, um, so <laughs> um, not so much, it's massive, um, but yeah, so that's that, it's a very cleverly designed course I think. Um, it's great because it gets the confidence in the horses, they get used to the terrain a little bit before he really starts to ask the demanding questions. But we all agreed walking this, it feels like it's going to have its own brand of five star and I think that's, that really um, shows it'll be future proof. I think it's, it's special in its own way, it's not like another five star which is just brilliant. Now you'll hear from riders coming off the cross country course. First up is Ollie Townend, who went double clear on Cooley Master Class, and he shared his thoughts on the never-before-ridden track. It was a bit windy out on course during our interviews, so bear with us. Ollie, you just came in double clear with Cooley Master Class, and you are showing us why you were number one in the world. What a gr what a good round on your riding and the partnership between the two. Can you share a little bit about it? Yeah, it's, he's really shown today how good he is because this is not a track that's built for Cooley Masterclass but he has been with me since he was four years old and he has a lot of trust in me and he allows me to do my job so that he can do his and he gives me his brain in the start box and wherever I point and kick even if he's a little careful or not sure um, he throws himself between the flights for me. Another double clear, here's Lauren Nicholson after finishing cross country aboard Vermiculus. 
All right, Lauren, you just finished the Maryland Five Star and you were double clear. What a round, and can you just share a little bit about how it went? Um, I mean, it's a proper five star for sure, and you know, it's a really interesting feeling to go out on a track like that with no information really. You know, even when you've kind of done Burley or Badminton the first time, you can go watch years and years and years of videos and get an idea, some idea of what your instincts are going to be like on the way around or how the horses read certain areas and landmark fences. But um, it's definitely very interesting to go out on this track. You know, there's a lot of hype about the train and everything and having. You know, going in the first five, you don't get any information. Uh, when I left the box, no one finished, and I actually remember hearing Don Dante finish on the speaker. And I was like, well, at least, at least they're getting home. Someone's getting home. But um, yeah, you just kind of just wrote off instincts. I trusted, you know, despite um, the information that the terrain was harder than any other five star we've done. Uh, I just decided to trust uh, that he was fit enough in the Arabian blood and hammered the time from the beginning. You know, I figured, I know my horse, if I felt like I'd used up too much gas, then I called a day. But, you know, he kept running all the way home. I'm thrilled with him. Next up, Philip Dutton comments on Sea of Clouds efforts on cross country. This was Sea of Clouds' first ever five star. Finished double clear on Sea of Clouds. This was this horse's first five star. Uh, super well done. How was it? How was it? Uh, it's good. It was. Uh rewarding he was trained just across the street here by Graham and Anita Motion and uh, to come here and do his first five star at the Maryland first five star it was pretty cool and uh, it's uh, it was great he's such a great galloping horse I was actually quite a bit under the time but he's better if I just keep him on a nice forward rhythm like that and uh, you know, there's parts of it that we were working pretty hard but uh, you know overall I couldn't be more proud of him awesome. and he's um, a full thoroughbred were you going were you going to aim for time or what was your plan going in, into I, this? i'm always aiming for time <laughs> so yeah he's uh, he's by malibu moon and uh he didn't show that much on the track but uh he's still got the breeding and the, the gallop there so um he really excels when it's time to you know go quick on the cross country it's, it's work out there and you can't take anything for granted but you got to yeah, keep a feel for how much horse you got because there's a quite a bit to do at the end as well so Overall, the conditions are pretty perfect, and it's riding on. Hmm. And spectators here, I mean, how I is that? I, I... No, it's great. It's a, it's a really, couldn't be a better way to kick off the first five star. And they've had a difficult time, obviously, with COVID and everything else that we've had to deal with, and uh, it's a true credit to everyone. And now here's Boyd Martin, who went double clear with On Cue. It was a tiring course. I think um, I uh, tried to just not push the balls too hard at the early bits, knowing that there's a couple of big uphills at the end. And uh, I think it, you know, required sort of pacing your animal and sort of knowing where you are and not having to catch up too much at the beginning, but also not use them too hard at the, you know, at the beginning. Don't, you know, chase them too hard at the end. So. Any sort of yeah, I struggled through the water up near the bars bar stand. She's a little bit iffy in the water. And, she a good girl though, like she sort of sees the sees the flags and finds a way through it, so it's a, just a wonderful horse. Now you'll hear from Harry Mead, who analyzes some of the questions he encountered on cross country. They were good questions, it was, it was brilliantly thought out, brilliantly designed, some really interesting novel questions, um, very clear to the horses, but took good attacking riding. Um, it was just, for me, that was, we get our horses fit to go out of five star, and when you come back with three quarters of the tank still full you don't want to be at the other end but to me it was too far 
one way. So hats off to the organisers, they've done an amazing job, but you're stabbing in the dark the first year, but it's, um, it's, uh, it was a good test. Perhaps it hasn't separated the top of the field as much as one would have liked. I mean, I was interested, sort of just listening to other riders and, and watching this morning, I was surprised how people attack the Oxer beforehand, because if you attack the Oxer, it carries you out, you're then turning back on the Vicarage V, you come off your line, so the horses don't see it in the last couple of seconds, or last couple of strides, and they're not necessarily on the right line. My plan was to come to that ox before. That ox was put there to disrupt things. So you take the ox out of the equation by, by treating it like a show jump and just pop that, then you can make a nice early turn. You're not trying to rearrange the speed and the horses have got ages to come down and see their line. So, I mean, you know, it's riding well, it's not causing as many problems. It's a classic rider frightener, very clever course designing. Um, but I think we've seen very happy horses and my horse had his ears pricked the whole way. Like I said, I was just a little bit frustrated that he had much more to give. And when you're at a five star, you want to be able to demonstrate that. But it's still always good to come home happy. Next, you'll hear from John L. Price, who commented on her horse's surprising stamina and energy throughout the course. All right, Janelle, uh, you just came to the finish uh, double clear with Oh, look, I mean, it wasn't her customary round, you know, if I could recall probably my three best rounds of my career, they would all be with her, um, but today wasn't one of them, she was just so strong, I haven't ever known her that strong, I mean, often she can start keen, but she'll jump the, drop the bridle and then she's rather nice, but today she, I don't know what was up with her, but she was off and uh, doing it for the 18-year-olds out there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she looked full of running coming through the finish, did she at any point in the course feel tired at all? No. With her is when she sees a hill, she goes faster. You know, we walked the course last night with uh, Captain Mark Phillips, and you know, he said, you know, course like this, make sure you let them sort of coast up the hills and then make up your time going down. I was totally the opposite. I mean, I just <laughs> couldn't hold her. She was tearing up the hills, and then I was swinging off her coming down. So uh, it wasn't my most beautiful round, but look, we got the job done, and um, I guess it, that shows a class to be able to have a below par round and still come home clear on the clock. When did you know today that she was going to be, it was going to be a harder one? Well, in the warm-up. Well, to be fair, she's been quite full-on all week. More, she always is, but more so, perhaps than normal. Um, but in the warm-up today in the cross-country, I just, I couldn't hold her at all, to be honest. And normally, um, she can be like that, but like I said, she will run out of the start box a bit frantic, but then drop the bridle at sort of one or two minutes in, and she's rather lovely, but... Um, it just didn't happen today. Yeah. So can you even talk about like how the course, I guess, rode as compared to how you thought it would? Or were well, you just kinda... for me, it went out of the window a bit. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I had to more manage my situation and just try and jump the fences. So that's where I mean, it wasn't a textbook round for me. Um, and yeah, but days like that, that's where you've got to be adaptable and you've got to, I guess, show your maturity and experience as a rider and ride the situation, not the textbook. Huffing a lot and pulling a lot and cursing her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and happy the closer I got to home. Lastly, here's some words from Tim Price after he crossed the finish line. Tim, you um, just crossed through the Maryland Five Star finish flag well, well inside the time. Um, looks like you guys were just having fun out there. Uh, how was it? You've got to enjoy it whilst, whilst it's there for you with a horse like him and the partnership that we've got. Um, yeah, so I think it's our seventh, I heard. Fun. I know what I, that was a very measured approach today for us where sometimes you have to go and really attack. Today
yesterday felt like I could a little bit enjoy it but then you don't want to find your comeuppance because you've been a little bit casual and there's definitely times where you have to put your leg on and, and make sure of the job in front of you so it was just a combination of those things and um, he's a great traveller which made the time gettable for me. Um, so we, sorry, so we actually, uh, crossing through those finish, that made you the only ever event rider to do complete, uh, all seven five-star events. Um, how does that feel and like, kind of, that's a huge accomplishment. It's the only, you're the only rider to ever do that. Um, can you just kind of share how that is and that feeling and, and what, that's what you've done? That, that's a cool. That's a cool fact that I wouldn't have worked out for myself, and uh, but it's definitely true. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what we as little kids strive for. You know, well, you you dare to dream to get to this kind of level, and when you're watching the greats, you know, as a teenager and thinking maybe that's something I'd like to possibly aim for one day, but you couldn't really imagine it happening at that point. To get to that, to then the fundraising it took. You know, we had to do a lot of. A lot of work to get myself over to Australia for Adelaide um, and that was one hell of an experience so Toddy the great Sir Mark Todd he came over and um, flew over on, on his own accord to help me and that was just to have him there was very special and the impetus you know to, to go further and to, to make the big voyage over to the UK and um, base there for the last decade and a bit so you know and from there it's just been it's been a lot of hard work a lot of grind and um, just the, the you know, opportunity to go to these big events becoming more real every year and so yeah, it's an amazing stage of a career even though I'm a bit older uh, it comes, you know, good things come with a bit of age and um, yeah, I'm very fortunate and feel very lucky to be here at this inaugural Maryland 5 star so. At the end of the weekend Boyd Martin and On Cue reigned supreme followed by Oliver Townen aboard Cooley Masterclass in second and Tim Price with Xavier Fair in third if you'd like to read more about the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, or get the full results, check out our detailed coverage of the event at practicalhorsemanmag.com competitions. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and a big thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Farnham. Learn more at farnham.com, or visit farnham.com 75-giveaway for a chance to win a custom special edition Farnham 75th Anniversary John Deere Gator. You can subscribe to the Practical Horseman podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. While you're there, please rate and review the show. I'm Julia Murphy, and you've been listening to the Practical Horseman podcast.